What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Wildlife Control Podcast. My name is Kyle Waltz, and for 13 years, I have been in the wildlife management space. So I started this podcast to hopefully help some people that work in my industry and maybe some other industries as well, because I only have experience really running a wildlife removal type business. I don't think I have earned my right to really focus on any other industry. So for that reason, we've called it the Wildlife Control Podcast, and this is episode one. On today's episode, I really just want to focus on why it's important to grow your business exponentially, whether it's a wildlife business or any other business, and why I believe it's important. Um, You know, when I got started in this industry, I wasn't thinking about long term. I wasn't thinking about retiring one day. I wasn't thinking about anything other than paying my bills. And a lot of people in this industry, they had to have had a little bit of experience working for a company. And I I know for a fact, and I'm one of them, a lot of people work for a company, hopefully not ours, (laughs) although I know it's happened. A lot of people work for a company and they think, oh, I can do this way better than the owner of this business is doing this and I'm going to go off and do it on my own. And they think, man, I'm, I'm selling you know, $1,000 a day or $3,000 a day. If I do that, I, I think that you know, I'll be able to take home 75% of that and I'll be making all this money and this will just be great. And what they don't realize and think about is and I didn't either, is the large amount of administrative work it takes to run a business. There's a lot of data entry. There's, there's bills that need to be paid. There's accounting that needs to be taken care of daily. Um, you know, Customers have to be put into a database. Um, proposals have to be put into a database. There's banking. There's all these different things that have to happen on a daily basis on top of the selling, on top of the servicing, on top of the marketing, and also on top of all of that, you still got to turn a profit and you, you still you know, want to make some time for your family and your friends. So it's definitely a challenging thing for you to run a business on your own. And my only hope from this podcast is that you grow your business exponentially and I find out who you are and one day you come to me and you say, Kyle, because of you, I decided to take my business to the next level and I would have never done that had I not found this podcast. So that is my hope. We're not going to talk a lot about tactics and removing animals. I really want to focus on this podcast about business because that's what I enjoy talking about. I'm a numbers guy. I really enjoy looking at the numbers from my business. I really enjoy looking at the history of our data with leads and conversion rates and margins and and all of those things because wildlife control, although can be a complicated service, at the end of the day, once you learn how to do it, it is a very simple thing to do and the business side is what can be challenging, especially if you want to grow your business. So for those of you who do not know who I am, my name is Kyle Waltz, and I run a company called First Coast Wildlife Services. 
We are based out of Jacksonville, Florida. We have a total of 10 locations across the United States. Um, we only do business as First Coast Wildlife in Jacksonville. Everywhere else we do business as either Expel or Conserve. Expel has eight locations and Conserve has two. Uh, we service the entire state of Florida, coastal Georgia, coastal South Carolina, the entire state of New Jersey, Philadelphia, uh, Birmingham, Alabama, basically the whole state of Alabama. And uh, we service all the way up to Chicago, Illinois. So been 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 at this now for 13 years and I actually got my feet wet more in the woodland side of wildlife control. I worked for a forestry company for a year in Fargo, Georgia called Superior Pine, making six bucks an hour as the assistant to a caretaker of a 40,000 acre uh, forestry property. And we started trapping hogs um, and just did all kinds of different nuisance wildlife control on that property. And then I eventually came back to Jacksonville and got a job with the Department of Environmental Protection as a park ranger. And I did that for two years and then eventually got involved in the private wildlife control industry, worked for a startup for two years and saw some red flags, saw that they were going out of business. Most likely they couldn't afford to pay me any longer. So I went and started my own. That was not the plan though. I had never planned on starting my own company and, and doing anything like that. And uh, here I am now. So a lot of different experiences. Um, as far as business though, this is the only experience I have is running my own. I've never worked for anybody else running uh, the, the management part of a business, of any business that has a decent size to it at least. So I really love our industry though. It's a small industry. I, I know who all of our competitors are. Um, a lot of them, I have their phone numbers and I talk to them on a weekly basis. And, you know, I think it's so important for us as a small industry to be friendly with each other and help each other. You know, at the end of the day, whoever's going to get the most business is on the front page of Google. And I think that's very, very true on the residential side of the business. And on the commercial side of the business, the people who are going to get the most business there are the people who have a big enough infrastructure to support those larger projects and have a sales force strong enough to get in front of those prospects and bid on those bigger commercial projects. So this is why I grew my company to 10 locations. 2011, I had 22,000, or excuse me, 2010, I had $22,000 in sales. Stop and think about that for a minute. Everybody who's listening to this right now cannot live off of $22,000 a year. You just can't do it. Maybe if you have six roommates. But if you have $22,000 in sales as a business, what are your margins? So at that time, my margins were about 50%. So I took home a whopping $11,000 in 2010. That's horrible, okay? So in order for me to survive in 2010, I mean, I would do anything. I would mow your lawn. I would rake your leaves. I would do siding. I would do anything that I could do to make a buck. And it definitely was difficult. It was extremely difficult to get to where I wanted to be. Uh, and all I wanted to be was a company that was doing, you know, a six figures a year, 150 
150, $160,000 a year was my goal. I felt like, man, that was enough money for me to make a good profit. You know, I thought I'd probably be making $80,000 a year there, um, making good money. I figured $80,000 was enough money. But what I never did was sat down and really did the math and also determined what do I really want my life to look like? What kind of truck do I really want to drive? What kind of land do I really want to hunt on and live on? What kind of house do I want? You know, what kind of vacations do I want to take? I never sat down and made those decisions. And I really never did that until probably 2016. But in 2010, my mind was set was so small. And I know for a fact, if I had the mindset I have today in 2010, my business would be doing $9 million a year, not $3 million a year. And $3 million a year isn't the worst company in the world. It's not the smallest company in the world, but we're certainly not the biggest company in the world. And there's so much room for growth in our industry. It is unreal. And it can be challenging to grow. But what's really challenging is not growing your business and being stuck doing the one that's doing everything. Because guess what? If you break your leg, if you get sick, if anything happens and now all of a sudden you can't go to work today, the customer might cancel, you know, you might not get paid for that day or that week or whatever. If you go on vacation, you're not getting paid, you're losing jobs that week. And that's a horrible trap if you're a one-man show. No pun intended. So for me, I didn't want to operate as a one-man show. I eventually realized I need to get bigger. 2011, I doubled my sales. 2012, I picked up a $230,000 contract with a large pest control firm to subcontract exclusion work. And if you're familiar with our industry, you know exactly who I'm talking about. And it was a great relationship. And that relationship allowed me to hire employees and begin to see the potential of our industry, specifically to Jacksonville, Florida, in my market. And it was it was very challenging. If if you've never managed people before, and I didn't, you know, keep in mind I started my company when I was 23, so I was 25 years old, 26 years old, and I I had a handful of employees that I was overseeing, and I didn't know what the hell I was doing. Okay, if you worked for me back then. You hated me. I could promise you that you hated me because I was the definition of a slave driver. I was down to work 15 hours a day, seven days a week, and I expected everybody else to do the same thing. And that's just not the reality when you're running a business. Nobody else is, is going to want to do that. And if they do, you should probably give equity to that person because you have yourself a true keeper. And... I didn't have anybody else in my company that was willing to do that. And if they did, I certainly heard about it all day long and they complained. So what I had to do was create some knowledge of leadership and put that into my business and and grow it. Unfortunately, as we began to grow in 2014, I lost that contract with that large pest control firm and you know, basically had to lay off most of my staff. It was either me or them, and obviously I had to work, so it was my company, so 
unfortunately, I laid off most of my staff. I kept a couple guys on that were uh, part-time and was freaked. I, I didn't know what to do. I was terrified. Uh, my girlfriend, who's my wife now, Lauren, she was terrified for us as well. She, even though we weren't like married yet, she was very concerned with what was going on. I mean, it was very sad. When, you, when you're sitting down at a table with your own mom and she had just quit her job of 15 years a year before and you tell her that you have this great company for her to work for and then you have to lay her off, that is very difficult. Um, and that was a challenge for sure. So after that happened, I told myself, this is never going to happen again. Instead, we're going to get so big that not any one event will ever affect our ability to pay our employees and grow our business. So I began to learn about growth in business, and I applied that to the wildlife control industry. And, you know, there's a couple things that I've done right over the years. There's a lot of things I've done wrong. But one of the things that I've done that I did right was when I started my business in 2010, I dove into the internet all the way with, with learning how to do SEO, learning how to build websites, and just figured it all out from scratch. And eventually, my website goes from being on page five to you know page one and then number one in our area. And that was the moment when we really started to grow because obviously consumers are seeing our, our website and our phone number and they're calling us. And it was really amazing. But in 2014, even though we had a great website and everything else was going good, we just didn't have the right team in place to support the growth and I had to figure out what was going wrong. So after educating myself, listening to podcasts about business, reading about business and sales and growth, I made the decision that I don't know what the hell I'm doing and I have to change what I'm doing. So I spent the better part of 2014 and 2015 creating systems and processes that would allow my employees to run their daily route with knowledge in hand and a procedure to follow. And as long as they followed those protocols, we would be a successful company. And it took me a long time to do that because I was out in the field, I'm doing the sales, I'm doing the services. There's only so much time in the day. I'm getting home, I stink, I take a shower, I eat dinner. You know, by then it's nine o'clock and I'm tired because I got to get up at five the next day. So I jot down a few things that were important that, you know, protocol that, that I needed to follow that day and uh, eventually typed it up. And before I knew it, I had pages and pages and pages of operations manuals that I could then distribute to our employees and allow them to take their job very seriously and get it to that next best place. So eventually, when, when I got all that ready, now I knew, okay, now I have these positions solidified. We know what we need to do. 
I, now I just got to focus on sales. So how do you grow your business? You're a one-man show. What is the first step that you should do? Well, the first thing that you should do if you want to grow is find out if you can afford, afford to hire somebody right away. If you can afford to hire somebody today, you should hire them. You should hire a person. And the whole idea with, with hiring a person is to buy you time as the owner. If you are doing everything, you cannot grow. There's only so much time in the day, right? So I looked at our budget. I said, okay, right now my sales are good enough where I'm making X amount of dollars a month. Let's call it $5,000. i am making $5,000 in profit a month. These are my bills. Let's say my bills are $2,000 a month personally. So I have $3,000 a month of cash that I could utilize in my company. And that's gonna buy me 40 hours a week, right? So what tasks am I doing every day that might take up 40 hours a week? Well, one thing's for sure was answering the phone. I'm answering the phone and talking to customers all day long. It takes up a lot of time. I end up parking in front of customers' houses for hours throughout the day because I'm talking to other customers that are calling in. And a lot of those calls, and everybody knows this in our industry, they're what I call trash calls. There's dogs and cats running loose in the streets, and that has nothing to do with our business. We don't do that. Or, or maybe there's an injured bird on the beach or whatever. So I realized, hey, I got enough money to hire somebody right now. I'm doing all the sales, I'm doing all the services, if I hire somebody, it should be an administrative person that can answer the phones, that can do all of our administrative work. How much time would that take? And I, I looked at it, and it was easily 40 hours. So I hired a full-time administrative assistant. Now, what I, what I did as well is I taught her how to call local companies and get on their vendor list so that when they needed services of removing wildlife from a house they would already have a company to call. So she called every single property management, realtor, anybody and everybody that might need us one day in our areas. And that was a game changer. I think we picked up like a $60,000, $60,000 worth of services from one. Um, another one was probably like 10,000. Another one was like 5,000. But those phone calls really paid off and it made a huge different difference. So because now I had all this free time, this extra 40 hours a week, what can I do? Well, here's what I can do for sure. I can amp up our marketing. So I went back to the internet and looked at where our websites were, where were we you know, having, having trouble, where could we do better, what areas are we covering on the internet you know, as far as our territory goes. If you search specific townships around where I live, are all those, are our website is our website popping up in all of those areas? And if it wasn't, I went back to our website, tweaked some things, and got us on those pages. I also looked at extra territories outside of our home range. How far are we willing to drive? And if we're willing to drive that far, is it going to be uh, you know, fruitful for us? And I identified some outside markets that were an hour and a half, two hours away, a little bit further than what most people are willing to go, but said, hey, we'll go out there for bigger jobs. And whenever we had big leads for big potential jobs, you know, we would go out there and sell the work. 
So all of a sudden, within a, a matter of months, our sales increased by, by, by like 20 or 30% just because I hired an administrative assistant and amped up our marketing and realized, hey, we really got something going on here. I was able to grow the company, had a strategy, had a plan, and it all worked. And from 2014 to 2015, I've hired this person. Um, I'm, I'm busy. I'm out in the field doing sales. I've got two techs that are doing most of the work. I'm helping out when I can. But I was just busy at this point doing sales full time. But I'm also the owner of the company. So I'm, I'm managing the technicians. I'm dealing with any customer issues. I'm dealing with, with uh, helping my assistant pay certain bills and whatever. And, and, and she's not 100% uh, you know, involved in, in all of the finances of the company. So I'm still working on that stuff. And realized, hey, I'm limited right now and I can't do the sales how a full-time salesperson would be able to do them if I hired the right person. So I told myself, I need to find a very experienced salesperson that already has knowledge of the pest control industry, which is very similar to the wildlife control industry. And I found a person and... His name is Scott. He's still with us today. He's been with us for four years now. And I realized, hey, our sales are going to go up if this person really can do what he says he can do. And I'll be damned if they sure enough did. And our sales increased. So we went from a company in 2015 that did $400,000 in sales to a company in 2016 that did a million dollars in sales. So we added $600,000 in revenue in a year. And that was a big accomplishment. And it really was just a boost of confidence that told us, hey, we can replicate this across the country and really create something much bigger if we have the correct infrastructure. And we looked at where our revenue came from in 2016, and it was from two of our outside locations. Once we figured that out, that, hey, those outside locations are not big, but they're easily, you know, it's easy for us to replicate them, let's, let's go multiply this. And we looked at data across the country of where we could get the most leads and implemented a plan to add 10 locations in 10 months in 2017, had a team of individuals that was responsible for basically opening up each location. We each had our own little uh, uh, role and it worked perfectly. And we went from a million dollars in revenue to $3 million in revenue in 10 months. And that's how I built my company. Now, the question is why? Why do all of that? Why not just have one location doing a million dollars a year and you know, just run that. You'll be making good money. You can put a, a, a good amount of money away. You don't have to travel as much. Look, I agree 100%. I completely understand where you're coming from. But here is the thing. One day, you're going to decide, I don't want to do this anymore. You're going to have that moment where you're ready to retire. You're 60 years old. You're 55 years old. You're 70 years old, whatever. You want out. When you want out, what's going to happen to your business? There's a couple options. Number one, you could shut it down. 
let all the employees know, hey, we're, we're going to be shutting down the company. Now, I don't know how to shut down a company because I've never done it, but I can imagine if you have warranties out there and you shut down your company and those customers have warranties, well, there's probably going to be quite a few lawsuits when, when the, nobody's answering the phone for a while and they're probably going to go after the owner. Um, so I don't think that's a good option. I don't think that's an ethical option. Um, in our industry, we provide warranties. You know, we, we, we sell year-long contracts, and it's pretty simple. So that's, that's one option is to shut it down, though. Here's another option. You give it away to your employees. That would be very nice of you, right? Uh, here's a third option. You sell your company. Now, whether or not you sell your company is going to be based on is your company worth anything? And I know for a fact that wildlife control companies can be sold. I know that. I do know that. But what I do know as well is the bigger your wildlife control company is, the more it will be sold for. The bigger your wildlife control company is, the more, you know, bigger the area you're probably going to be covering, right? But you you may as well. This is this is my reasoning. If you're going to run a business, you're going to be putting in 60 hours a week at least every week no matter what. There's really no way for you to get out of that. It's it's going to happen, okay? And this is from personal experience because I've been working 60 hours a week since 2012, no problem. Some weeks over 100. If I'm going to be, and that was when I just had a couple of locations. When, when, when you're going to do that anyways, why not make it bigger, number one? Why not make more money while you're running it, number two? And then number three, when you are ready to retire, if you have a bigger company, a company that's doing $2 million, $3 million, $5 million, $10 million a year, you're going to be a lot more attractive when it comes time to sell. Companies will be more interested. A strategic acquirer, like a big pest control company, like a private equity company, whoever, they will be a lot more interested in your business the bigger you are. And let me tell you why. If you are the one responsible for managing all the employees, for doing the payroll, for doing everything, you're not going to be as attractive because when they buy a company, they want to make sure that that company is able to operate without you. If the company cannot operate without the owner, there's a huge problem. You're not going to be attractive. So if you ever want to retire and and get really what your company is worth one day, you need to make your company big enough to where it is going to be attractive. So when you're 60 or 55 or even 45, that's my goal, and you're ready to cash out, you may as well make a lot more money. Because if your business is only doing $300,000, $400,000 a year in revenue and you're ready to sell, can you sell? Yes, you're probably not going to get more than three dollars to $400,000. And I hope you were putting a lot of money away before that and I'm not a financial advisor here, but we're going to get a little financial. If you're not putting any money away before that, 
you're not going to really be able to live off three, four hundred thousand dollars how you would like to live over the next, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40 years, however long you're going to live when you make that decision of, of retiring. So my reasoning is this. I would like to make as much money as possible while I'm running my business because I, I put in the work. And then I also want to make as much money as possible when I decide to leave my business because I put in the work. If I'm going to put in the work, I might as well make as much as possible in the exit. That's what's fair to me. That's what's fair to my employees and to a strategic acquirer, a big company, a pest company, a private equity firm, whatever it might be that might want to join with you in, in blowing up your business and making it something even bigger they're not going to be interested in a one-man show. Maybe a few of them will. But in the grand scheme of things, financially, if you're going to ever exit your company, without a shadow of a doubt, you should make that thing as big as possible. And that is what I would like to help everyone to do. Now, a lot of you are probably thinking, now, why would I listen to you? You're a competitor. Why would you want to help me? I've always said this, y'all. I have no problem helping anybody. I'm ready and willing to pull back the curtain and dive in deep into our industry. And I hope not only am I able to help people, but I'm able to attract some, some people to maybe thinking about exiting their company because we are looking to grow through acquisitions. And if you if you ever have considered partnering up with a bigger company, or if you're bigger than us and want to partner up with us, I'm ready to talk and do some business. We'd be more than interested. We want to grow our business exponentially, and we want to get to that next best place. And I hope that I can help as many people as possible along the way, avoid a lot of the mistakes that I made in the very beginning. So guys, I hope I can help you. Uh, drop me an email if you ever need anything, kyle at firstcoastwildlife.com. Thank you.